Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 114 of the One Before I Die podcast. How is everybody doing today? Um, probably not very great, but uh, we're, we're here. And, and you know why we're here. Um, it's like that meme or that like gif. Like, you know why I'm here. Uh, we're talking about this Bills-Patriots game. Final score, 14 to 10. Patriots win over the Bills Monday night football in Buffalo. An absolute windstorm. Um, and... Yeah, to be quite frank, that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, you know, the the Sabers have been playing awful, and you know we got to get the game in Tampa next week that Ethan and I will both be at and in attendance for. Um, but to be honest, like I texted Ethan before we recorded this or in the morning, and I was like, it's just going to take too much energy probably to talk about this Bills Pats game Monday night because there was so much that went down is very infuriating, very disappointing. Um, that we probably just are going to leave it all out on the, uh, on the field here uh, talking about this game and probably won't have a lot of uh, energy left to talk about anything else right now. So that's what we're going to get into recap Monday night football Patriots bills. Um, you know, I, I tried to manifest something last week. I tried to get the people going. I ended up being wrong. Uh, it was a tough one. And um, I guess we're going to kind of get right into it. But before we do talk about that game, Ethan, tell the folks how depressed you are because I know um, I know how you get. <laughs> yeah, I am not not doing well. I uh, had this feeling. We kind of went back and forth about this last podcast. This was the exact feeling that I was dreading, that I've been dreading since I started repeating myself on this podcast. Um, and you know, the game that we saw last night is the is the game that. I was picturing in my head for weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, you know, the Patriots didn't look like, you know, to your credit, right? Patriots didn't look like a powerhouse by any means, but they bullied us around. They got a win and they won, they won the game in the same, in the exact fashion that I knew that they would win that game. And the Bills team did nothing to prove me wrong, to prove you right. They did nothing. Um, and, and they are, they kind of are who I thought they were and like what I've been saying since basically the Jacksonville, you know, I mean, if you look at this team and we're going to get into it, if you look at this team since the bye, they're a 500 football team and that's what they looked like yesterday. Yeah. So, and we're recording this, uh, late, late, uh, Tuesday night. So we've had like a lot of time to soak this one in and kind of sit in our thoughts. I know that like a lot of the time, um, if people, you know, we used to kind of record on Sundays right after the games and, you know, sometimes there'd be like hotter takes or more maybe overreactions on those days because it was coming off the game hot and we would have all these thoughts in our mind. Sometimes we record the day after, but not usually this late. So like we've been, you know, it's honestly killed me. Like it, when you were like, you were out to dinner and you're like, all right, we're going to have to record late tonight. I thought it was a little bit earlier in the night. Like I've been just soaking in my thoughts on this game since the, the minute it ended waiting, like basically 24 plus hours to get on here and talk about it. These are like therapy sessions almost um, to me when I get on and talk about the bills, you know, especially after a loss. So um, it's been a long time, but I think my thoughts are in order. Um, And I think, you know, I have, you know, my head where it needs to be at to talk about this game from a level-headed perspective. Um, But we'll get right into it. And I, and I guess kind of just going off what you said to start it out, um, yeah, I mean, the the Bills didn't make plays when they needed to. Like, that's what it looked like to me. And you kind of said, like, they are who they are. Like, that's kind of what really exposed themselves on Monday night is this team that can't take advantage of opportunities when they're handed them and guys not stepping up when they need to. Um, and, and to be honest, you know, I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, but, I mean, I think the Bills, you know, the Bills lost that game more than the Pats won it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what hurts the most is that it, it was like, I say, was I, say I agree with that to a point. My yeah. point is like as bad as everything went, you need to dissect that game and you look at it. The bills had two chances in the fourth quarter to win a football game by scoring a touchdown. Yeah. Cause you had, knew, you well, knew the Pats weren't moving the football by the end of that game. Right. They, they committed to the run. You knew they weren't going to throw. And the Bills basically had two chances in the red zone to put the game away in a game that they probably that they they definitely shouldn't have won and they didn't. Yeah, well they had three actually because they they had three chances in the red zone. They were one for four in the red zone 
in terms of touchdowns. I think they kicked a field goal right when mm-hmm. it was after the personal foul that was called on Allen. We got 15 yards. Like they needed a touchdown there. They didn't score a touchdown. We're like, oh my gosh, we needed a touchdown. Then they get the ball back eventually in the fourth quarter and they go down to the red zone. They're like, all right, well, we need a touchdown here. They don't, they don't go to touchdown and they end up trying to kick a field goal into the win and they miss it. And I thought we were done there. And then we get the ball back again. They go, you know, all the way down to the red zone again. They, they don't score. So that was something on my list um, of things to talk about. But I mean, I have, you know, I took a lot of today to, to go through my thoughts. I, I wrote down a bunch of stuff. So I don't know if you want to start anywhere specific, but I have like a ton of stuff that I kind of want to get into. Um, about this game. I don't, did you have anything? Like, where do you want to go? Because I got like a lot to talk about. No, kick it off. All right. Well, first on the top of my list, and this was just me jotting down notes, so it might be kind of scrambled throughout the game, not really like chronological order. We never really kind of do that, I guess. But um, just from the beginning, the, the Brita fumble, right? So like that's, an op, like that's one, the first, I guess, thing that you can look at being like the Bills just screwed up is I mean the dude fumbled in this game that turnovers are obviously going to be a huge factor with the weather and everything going on and um, you can't just give up the ball especially when we're wins at our back we're in field goal range technically with the weather but like pretty much you know we're, we're in the almost to the red zone at that point Brita you can't fumble there Knox had two big drops which is just you know he was kind of getting back to his 2019 yips um, and then the big or I guess before I bring up this and then after the Brita fumbles, when the Pats, you know, obviously ripped off that 70-yard touchdown run. So you can't let up a 70-yard touchdown run when you know the team's running the ball. Like, they're running the ball. They didn't. They threw three times the entire game. We fumble. They get the ball. It's third and, like, eight. You know they're running the ball, and they take one 70 yards to the house. It's absolutely unacceptable. Like, like I don't know how that happens, right? Like, it's, it's crazy that we're... I don't I have I don't have words for it, right? I mean, I don't know if you have anything on that play, but it's like if you watch that play from the perspective they showed a million times, like Edmonds, where are you going? He played absolutely terrible. The linebackers, I mean, we were playing three linebackers because we knew they were running the ball and we still couldn't stop it. Like Hyde's going all the way to the left side. Everybody's just it's just like nothing was there on that play. And the dude just Harris cuts it up, runs 70 yards to the house. Um Yeah, I think the whole game, like what you described there about the Knox drops, the Breed of Fumble. You know, the Patriots taking a a clear run, 67 yards to the house. The Bills are just a team that has a massive identity crisis problem. And you look at the Patriots, and they're the complete opposite. They know what they are. They know their strengths. They're a team that's built for that kind of game. Phenomenal defense. You know, we always talk about, let's give credit to their team. Like, their defense is legit. I'm going to say it right now. I don't think it's legit enough to keep us from 10 points because our offense is proven to be better. And I, I don't know, like, I don't know how much the conditions played into a factor there. It seemed like when Allen was throwing the ball, he was throwing it fine. We'll get into that later, but the bills have a massive identity crisis. You have Knox going sleeveless cut off in pregame acting like he's the toughest guy in the world. And then he can't make a play on the field. You have this team that has, consistently shown an inability to run the football yet we are so committed to running the football that we just don't do anything on offense for the entire first half minus a muff punt and then you have a coaching staff that had 10 days to prepare for this game and they don't seem to get even a little bit creative with the game plan it's basically like Hey, we haven't been able to run the football for 12 weeks, but we think this week against one of the best defenses in a game that th- there's a ton of wind that we're going to just start ripping off runs. And it's like, instead of maybe abandoning the run and going with a completely short pass game, maybe activating Isaiah McKenzie, you know, throwing in some gadget plays. It's like, no, we're just going to dress three running backs and just run them off tackle and get into situations where it's going to be unrealistic to get first downs and just hope it works. It was just in a completely poorly designed game plan. It was lazy, and the Bills just have an identity crisis. They're a team that is built to play in a dome, that is built for a finesse passing attack, that is in a cold-weather physical environment. 
and it is just a complete mismatch. And they're just not a they're not a like a, they're not a Super Bowl caliber team. I said this once Trey White went down, expectations have to change. But like this is a game where Trey White wouldn't have been a factor. Like Dane Jackson, the one pass that came his way, he made a nice play on it. And and, and, so, Trey, and it's not like Trey's really the best tackler anyway. He's not. No, it's exactly. So like you can't throw Trey White into this game. This was just a purely I've been saying it again and again, and I texted you this. The Bills are just, they get out physical. When a team, you look at all their losses, it doesn't matter how good, right? Like how overall good a team is. Like the Jags, not a good football team. Steelers, very mediocre football team. But you look at all these losses, all of those teams are just more physical than the Bills when it comes to the line of scrimmage. The Steelers dominated the line of scrimmage. The Jags, Josh, Jags, Josh Allen dominated the line of scrimmage. The Colts dominated the line of scrimmage. The Pats yesterday dominated. The Pats, they just lined up and ran off tackle and flipped the play every other every, every other play, and put up 250 rushing yards on us. And I want to get into the post game stuff later, but for us to sit back and say that the defense wasn't the problem yesterday because they only let up 14 points. Is just so stupid, and I'm so infuriated by people with that take. If you're telling me, if you're telling me a defense let up 14 points when an offense passed three times the entire game, and you think that's good, are you kidding me? Let me hop in though, and I don't want to get into a shouting match here, but to me, this is where I think you have to look at context of the game a little bit more. And I have this, uh, I have this written down in my notes. So we'll go right to this right now, I guess. Um, I have written down, absolutely got ran all over dominated line of scrimmage, all of that a hundred percent agree. I mean, it wasn't even close. I mean, that's that you can't argue that they, like you said, they threw the ball three times. You knew they're running every play and they still dominated us on the run game, which is, it's embarrassing. For the players, I'll say, I mean, they just, they just, we didn't have the players to stop the run when, they, when they, we knew they were doing that. I think there's two kind of ways you can look about the defense here. One is what you said that you were against is a lot of people might be saying, you can't put this on the defense. They only let up 14 points. Um, they, you know, they, they got a few stops here or there. And then, uh, and then you could also say, listen, they, you knew they were running every play it doesn't matter if they, you know, 14 points is too much because you should be able to stop them before they get into range to even score because you know they're running. I'm somewhere in between, or I'm more on, I'm, I'm, I'm on the side of you know they're running, so you should be able to stop them. But I'm in between with the whole blame everything on the defense just because what I was going back to what I said I'm earlier. Not bl- I'm not blaming everything because I think as how bad the defense played, the offense played worse. Okay, I thought you were saying you're blaming the loss on the defense. No, I'm just not saying that they played it that I'm not I'm not no no they played bad that, yeah yeah it was it was bad in every facet is what I'm saying I'm just sure. saying the defense doesn't get let off the hook because they only gave up 14 points right oh, no yeah the, the, that's what I was that, say. That, that whole post game scenario like Poirier, Poirier and Hyde how they reacted to that comment regardless of how it was worded they need to look themselves in the mirror and realize how they answered that question all right, well, we'll get to that later, but like, yeah, so what I was saying is, yeah, regardless of, yeah, because I don't think they were the reason they lost, but at the same time, like, like that's, I guess, what I was more getting at is that they, they didn't play good, obviously. They let up a bunch of running, the pass, pass the ball three times, they let up uh, over 100 yards on the ground, a 70-yard rushing TD, um, and I think that's just a testament to... I kind of lost my train of thought there, but I guess we'll go back. My other note here is I saw a lot of people, I guess, mad about the defensive play in terms of like coaching. And like, I think it was more just the players like couldn't stop the run, right? Like our players, we were playing three linebackers. We were playing 10 guys, if not 11 guys in the box for most of the game. And our defense just straight up couldn't stop the run when they knew they were um, running the ball. So that point of it is like the defense played a terrible, the fact that we were still able to win the game later on, like in it and, and I wouldn't blame the whole thing on the defense. Yes. Um, okay. Okay. This, I actually do remember what I was going to say, I think you can also, you know, put a lot of blame on the defense in, in perspective where it's like, maybe like people are like, Oh, they only let up 14 points. It's like, 
Well, the thing is, like, you shouldn't, like, like, people might be like, oh, well, they, you know, even if they let them kind of drive down to the red zone running, they, you know, it was bend, don't break. You kind of have to take that out of the equation when they're ripping off 10 yards or run when you know that's coming. Like, the whole point of, if it was a good defense and they knew that was coming, they wouldn't, like, let them into field goal range in that position in the first place. Exactly. So, like, 14 points is really more like a 25, 28 points considering like the weather and considering like you knew what was coming. So it's like and, being and, like, and like even like saying like they only let up 14 points in a normal game. I get that. Like, it's like, yeah, you only let up 14 points in this dome game. Like in, in the offense only scored 10 points. I'm not saying we shouldn't have scored more, but it's like, you knew what they were doing. So 14 points is really more than 14 points. If you know what I mean? Well, and, and it's even more than just scoring it's field position. Like this, this whole game was about field position and you can't have Damian Harris. He was averaging over 10 yards a carry, right? So, like, so yeah. they get a so, couple no, first downs that changes the whole momentum of the game. Right. So no, it, it, it was bad. Now with that being said, like we said multiple times, like we still had, you know, we had three chances to score a touchdown. We didn't convert on any of them. And this is where I kind of want to get back into what you were talking about, the offense and Brian Dable and the, you know, the lack of creativity. I have this big time in my notebook here. I mean, this offense, and I was tweeting it out during the game. It, we we talk about Brian Dable, right? Week in and week out. And we've kind of been doing this thing the first eight, nine, ten, eleven, like this whole season, honestly. We kind of do this thing. And I think it's maybe biased from last year's team where we talk about Brian Dable and me and you almost like don't want to like jump ship or like bash him really because we know that like there was an electric offense there at one point. So we're like, oh, it's a love-hate relationship. Um we're almost like, right. We're like, we know it's kind of bad. The game plan that he's thrown out here the past few weeks, but we kind of don't want to like jump ship because we've seen it and we don't want to, you know, steer away from that. Yeah. It's like, we've known it's been successful. Um, it's almost like we are like clouded by it. Like how I've been clouded in the past by the bills. And we're like, no, but it's good still. Right. Like we're almost trying to convince ourselves that it's, it's going to be okay. This game completely exposed that. And I think you have to put him on the hot seat 100%. And I think it's something that we've been kind of wanting to do. We just haven't had the balls to really say it because we're like, hey, we've seen it be good before. You know, give him another shot. This completely exposed it. There was absolutely zero creativity on the offensive side of the ball, especially when it's you're going the weather perspective of this game and you're going into the wind and you need to run the ball at some point, even though we suck at it. There was, like you said, Isaiah McKenzie inactive. There was no like little jet sweeps or anything. Every time we run the ball, it's just straight up the middle, off tackle, Moss, Singletary, Brita. There's no misdirections. There's no running back screen. There's no there's no design like run to Allen. There's no. I was just gonna bring that up. We we talk about the design run to Allen's all the time, where we're like, a lot of the times. Hey, I'll admit it. In the past, I've been like, I'm not like a huge design run to Allen guy. If there's one time you're gonna do it, it was this game on Monday night, and they did they did one of those the entire game. So if you looked at the Patriots' offense on Monday night, you looked at our offense, just the running game. Watch the Patriots' plays, and well, I know the they did just Patriots pretty much. Offense. Huh? The running game was the entire Patriots' offense. Yes, I just meant the look at the run part of the Bills' offense. And yes, they were just running the ball off tackle a lot of the time, but a lot of the Patriots' plays were a, a million times more creative than ours. And, and, and you have to be creative in the run game and, and, and not even just the run game, like the passing game, like the passing game as well for the bills. It's the same old, same old. It's like, I don't know. It's like Dable doesn't really adjust. And that brings me to a tweet that, you know, I saw today um, after, you know, more quotes from the coaches are coming out after this game. Some of their coaches do pressers the day after, I guess. But there was a quote from Matthew Bove that Brian Dable said, Matthew Bove tweeted it. It was from Brian Dable. And he said, Brian Dable said, we want to be a physical offense and control the line of scrimmage. It's like, how do you think that after the game that just happened? How do you not change your mindset and change your game plan and change your creativity? That's like after- me saying, I want to be a, a professional NFL player. It's like, yeah, no, no crap. Like, yeah, we want that, but that's not the hands I was dealt. Right. Like, I'm not six foot five, 300 pounds yoked offensive tackle. I'm five foot nine. I'm not going to be a professional NFL player. Look at what you have in front of you and adjust. Like I was, I was going so insane today. I was going through box scores of games last year versus games this year to just doing like a little run pass comparison. And like, how many times did we throw the ball last year versus like, and it was, it was pretty astounding that Allen has 
like last year would have over 40 passing attempts pretty consistently on a game to game basis. This year, I could really only find one game where that happened, and it was the Colts game because we were blown out by the second quarter. And so it was like, yeah, we just got to throw the ball down the field at this point. Yeah. No, I mean, and then the last thing I have on that really is the in the red zone, right? And the running on first and second downs inside the inside the twenty yard line were waste of plays. So that just goes back to the offensive. It seemed like those three drives where we drove down and didn't get points, or I guess the one we kicked a field goal, the other two we missed a field goal, and then it was the fourth and fourteen debacle. We drove down pretty easily, and it's passing the like, ball, and it seemed like Dable started realizing, all right, we just need to throw it. And then we would get down and run on first and goal or run on first and 10 at the 15 for one to two yards, waste the play. Then we're in scramble mode. We we take a false start. Like it was just the biggest stall, stall job of all time in the red zone. And, and so these first and second run plays made absolutely zero sense. And listen, Dable, you have to know your personnel at this point. Like, I know a, a bunch of people online today were talking about that one run to Zach Moss where maybe he should have bounced it outside or maybe he had a little room inside. You know, maybe he's he did. He's just year. not fast enough. He, he, just can't, he just can't run the ball. He's just not good enough to get through that hole or not good enough to bounce it outside and make someone miss. Like, you have to know that by now. Um, so that was absolutely atrocious. Uh, so, so the coaching overall, that's, a, the, I guess, the next thing I'll talk about. And, and I had down that I blame this more on in, in the game time during the game. I blamed everything more in terms of coaching on Dable than McDermott. And I don't know how much of a hand McDermott has, you know, the prior 10 days to this game leading up to it about the actual offensive game plan because he's a defensive guy. So I don't know how much, you know, he's talking to Dable and I'm sure he obviously is, but I don't know how much of his mind went into the offensive game plan. So in terms of coaching during the game, I mean, Dable's calling the plays. It was absolutely atrocious. The next thing, though, to Sean McDermott, he had some questionable decisions. And I want to, I guess, ask you a question here before I, you know, I listed out his decisions that were you know, talked about and definitely questionable. But I saw a lot online after the game that this was 100% on McDermott. The game was 100% on McDermott. Do, do you agree with that? Not a hundred percent, but he didn't coach well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess like, what I was do you want me to elaborate on that? Because what I I mean, well, clock, I man guess clock management was horrible. Uh, timeout management was horrible. Um, I, I don't, I don't, uh, disagree. I know a lot of people are getting on, getting on him from kicking that field goal that we missed that 30 yard field goal. I don't disagree with that call because if we make that, it's a completely different ball game, right? We get a stop. And then that last drive, we're maybe looking at a field goal to win the game. Um, there okay, was just yeah, too much, so, too much yeah, time. On the- yeah, no, I was just, I was just wondering that because literally a lot of people were saying this is a hundred percent McDermott's fault. He absolutely got clowned by Belichick. And I just wanted to hop in and, and say, listen, Belichick did it, had a great game plan. He knew what they wanted to do. I don't want to say he clowned. I don't believe that he clowned McDermott, and this is and this is the reason why. And and I'm going to list out McDermott's questionable decisions, whether you agree with them or not. He didn't coach a great game. I'm I'm not saying he did, and I'm not like the biggest. I've never been like the hugest McDermott supporter. I've always been a fan because he's gotten to us where he has. But like, I'm not acting like I'm sticking up for the guy so much. But yeah, the the questionable decisions were not going for two after the TD. A lot of people had uh, dicey decisions with it. and that I didn't know what I wanted there. I mean, I texted you guys in real time. I was like, should we have went for two there? That's why I'm not an NFL I, coach. I didn't, I didn't understand. Like, I, I don't, I don't get that. If the wins at your back, take the point. Cause the two's not guaranteed. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. I mean, I, again, I, I said, I didn't know what I wanted. I think a lot of people were just saying in terms of points in general, regardless of wind at your back or not, that you should like, you never know when you're going to get that chance again. Anyway, um, that was a, a decision that people had problems with. The not going for it on fourth down, like you said, when Bass missed the field goal, a lot of people had decisions with. Um, not going, oh, this is one. And this, and I don't care, like I said, I don't know how much of a hand McDermott had in the game or in the game plan before the game, but while you're on the sideline and you're seeing the way the game's going and the wind direction was a big deal, it seemed like, on the broadcast of what way you're going on the field, 
the not go and hurry up offense when you have the wind at your back, I think was a big deal. And I think McDermott mm-hmm. can maybe step in and say something, even though you're not the offensive coordinator, maybe, Hey Dave, let's go fast here. Cause we have the wind at our back. We need to take advantage. That was questionable. And then the terrible challenge, right. On that, on that QB sneak, that was beyond that terrible. you give up a timeout. So those are all bad decisions. And a little sidebar before I go back to this, that, that was another absolutely horrid thing with the defense on that specific drive where I think the Pats ended up getting a field goal was the Patriots ran two QB sneaks in a row on third and six and then fourth and two. And they get a first, you gave up two QB sneaks in a row from seven, six yards out that you can't have that happen. Right. And they end up getting points on that drive anyway. So those are all the bad coaching decisions in the grand scheme of things. With all that being said, we said it before we had, chances to win the game on offense and we couldn't so I don't think he got clowned I don't think he coached a good game but to say the game was 100% McDermott's fault with all that being said we still should have scored at least one touchdown on three red zone trips so that's the guy just the point I was coming at because a lot of people were saying like this was a clowning on McDermott's part which I I don't know I can't get behind that that uh, aspect of it no I agree with that and I also don't agree that it was like a masterclass performance by Belichick either like the guy the guy was calling halfback dive the entire game um and had zero confidence in his so-called superstar quarterback right that you know I, I didn't the Patriots weren't doing anything crazy it was the Bills consistently shooting themselves in the foot and us putting ourselves in a situation to fail and us getting bullied on the line of scrimmage like that. That was the entire game. Like the Patriots were more physical than us. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not, that's not a coaching thing. That's all players Yeah, like that, being, that being more thing. physical and working harder, um, you know, completing your tackles, flying to the football. That's all, that's all, that's not a game planning. That's all hard. That's all, you know, physical attributes. That's on field gameplay. And the Patriots were better hundred percent than us at that. That's what won them the football game. But yeah. as far as like a, a masterclass game plan, all, all the game plan was run the football 50 times, don't turn the ball over, and don't let the Bills score. That yeah. was the game plan. Navy does it every week in college football. Right. Yeah, that was the last thing I was going to add on this is that that I forgot to say there is that when people are saying this was 100% on McDermott, it's like, and he got clowned. It's like exactly what you just said. The Patriots were running the ball. Everyone knew they were running the ball. McDermott put his players on defense. He can't go out on the field, right? The the Bills defense has to stop the running back. That was on the players. And that like, I guess circles back to my thing I was saying before. And my last point about this whole thing is the Bills players, you know how many players made plays in crunch time when they needed to on Monday night? Zilch. None. Zilch. You know, the 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 digs drop too. I get the wind swirling, but digs usually makes on unreal plays. That's all we have them. That was a great throw by Allen. And and I don't know if we want to talk about like Allen's play at all. I don't think he played bad. I don't think he played unbelievable. He didn't make a, like an outstanding play when he needed to either. Um, it just, it just came down to the players. With- it just came down to the players when we had chances. Like I will keep circling back to the fact that we literally had three red zone drives gifted the, by the way, the penalty on the first one, the, the personal foul was kind of a gift. It was kind of soft and we don't take advantage of it and we kick a field goal. And then, this, the horse collar on Singletary, 15, you know, half the distance to the goal. Like, we're in prime position to score a touchdown, and we don't score a touchdown. Like, you have to execute there. We score one of those touchdowns, and we win the game. That It comes down to players making plays at the end of it. it, it that's all it is, and the Bills didn't make plays. It, it's just like, you can't do that. The, the penalties, the false starts, the, it's just very, very frustrating. Every time we got down there pretty easily, and then you just I had no confidence up. every time we got there, too. I didn't yeah, think that I mean, we were going to score either either of those times, to be honest with you. I mean, I in the moment, I was just kind of, I wasn't even thinking that. I was just, you know, hoping, right? And and it was tough, but it's, it, you got to score a touchdown with three times in the red zone. It, it was insane. Because that that's the other thing is, like, I guess I'll ask you this. If we do score one touchdown out of any of those three drives and we, we end up winning the game, like the tone online and like the, the chatter is like a lot different. Like we, there's still the fact that we got dominated in the trenches. Like that was just a fact, no matter what happened in that game. But like, 
That'd be like it'd be like the Bills found a way to win a right. game they needed to win. Right. And they just couldn't because we couldn't make plays. Right. Yeah. And I think that's that's just what this team is. It's it's like a it's a very fraudulent football team. And it's a team, like, I don't want to say it, but like you were talking about this last week. It's like the tides have turned. And like I feel like that's that's how this football season's gone. It's like this team has come into this season like there's some big bad football team. With this, this which is not a bad way to come in, but it's different between like confidence and but, cockiness. But it's it, they're acting like they've been around and they've been here and they've done that for the last five to six years, and they're like, guess who's back again? The Bills. And it's like you had like Josh Allen. You had one good year, and I don't want to. I don't want. I'm not getting on Josh Allen. He's obviously not the problem. Like this is, but like realistically, right? He's had one good year before this year. You look at Stefan Diggs. This is his second year as a Buffalo Bill. Pretty underwhelming year so far. It's just they came into this they came into this year ex- with these high expectations expecting to just go steamroll everybody, expecting people to just lay down for them. And they're a 500 football team. And that's kind of in the things that they're saying after the game. Like I want to talk start talking about was everything I wanted to get get through in the game there. What I walk about is kind of what happened afterwards and like what I'm, what we're talking about in the, the pressers and like what we're seeing online, what the coaches are saying, what the players are saying. How many times are we going to talk about how like, this is not our identity? Cause again, I was talking about this before this team has an identity crisis. I don't know what this team is. Like I don't, this team is closer to being the San Diego chargers or the LA chargers than it is the Patriots or the Chiefs or the Ravens or the, the Titans. It's it's closer to being one of these teams that is a fringe team, can get blown out by anybody in the league, can lose a really, really bad football game, and then can go put 40 on you if the conditions and everything aligns for them perfectly. You know, it is just not it's not a consistent football team. And it's a team that you don't that I feel like they don't play to their strengths well, and they don't even know what their strengths are. Um, and it's and it, it it's just a tough team to get behind and put your support behind. And no, then the I would, list, I, maybe that's your personal opinion. I support this team one hundred percent. Still, I'm a fan. I'm, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm a hundred percent supporting them. I'm saying it's tough though. It's a tough team. It's in, it's it was that was an embarrassing football game last night, and it was probably the most embarrassing football game since Sean McDermott took over, and he's had some pretty bad ones. I, I would say that was borderline. I'd say it's on the same level as that Jags game. Like just just on the sheer fact that you let a team run the ball forty whatever times, pass the ball three times, and you lose. If you just throw those stats out there. Like in the year 2021, maybe if it was the 1908 and it was Bears, Packers, and Super Bowl one, okay, maybe. But this is 2021, and you have Josh Allen, who you just gave the bag to, and you're telling me that a team went and ran the ball 50 times down your throats and won the game. That's again, a, I think that's, that's a where crisis. Again, I think that's where, like that is embarrassing. Obviously, again, I think that's where context does matter a little bit, though, because like I said, if we score like out the offense scored probably wouldn't be talking about that as much. I don't know, dude, because they, regardless, like they ripped off 250 yards on the ground. No, for that's bad like that. And and that was something I want to say is that that to me, that makes it clear that this team isn't like a, a, like this team can't make a deep playoff run because you're going to need to be in the trenches. You have to win battles. And like, you like, in the regular season you have to, but in the playoffs, like you're not going to be able to sustain that for a long playoff run if you're not winning the trenches. And I think that's what this showed more than than like specific than necessarily this specific game, just because of the context of like, we had three chances to win the game. So I'm not saying it was good. Obviously we had this whole discussion, but like, I think that does is where context matches a specific game. I think the trenches thing to me showed more that this team can't like last long term and like like last like make a playoff run and they're going to get beat up down the down the stretch in terms of this specific game they got absolutely beat up but if you know they could have still pulled it out and won 
So, yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm talking about more of the stuff that's pissing me off is is all the comments after the game because like I, it's getting to the point where I don't trust some of this stuff anymore, right? It's like you're gonna sit there and tell me that this isn't who we are, that this isn't the team who we are. You've been saying that for the last five weeks after every bad loss. At, at some point, it is who you are, right? Wait, like, There's no, like you're saying like the players that are saying, or like who, who are you saying? Like when Josh Allen's saying, this isn't the football team we are. Did it's he say like, that again? Yeah, and it's like, Josh, this is exactly who we are. We're a team that gets beat up and can't score points on a consistent basis. I mean, just just look at just look at the last six weeks. We've so, one loss, one loss, one loss, and it's like who's who's showing up every week. So, do you think that uh, the Bills are going to make the playoffs? I, I I don't. Well, first of all, the division's out of the question. They're not winning the division. Um, I I was looking at what needs to happen for the division. It's honestly like, again, because I I just don't know what this team is. So maybe it's not as crazy as I'm thinking is, but they have to, the Patriots would have to drop one more game versus. Uh, I, know they, so, I know the Pats play the Colts. Yeah. So the, the bill, the bills would have to definitely beat the jets and the, and the Patriots in Foxborough. The Pats would have to lose one more game between the Colts, Jaguars and dolphins. And then the bills would have to go have to win two out of three versus Tampa, Carolina, Atlanta. So the Bills have to go, what is that, 4-1? and one. Well, or and the, the Pats- Bills could just, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it doesn't, I mean, the, the Pats could also lose other, we could just finish with a better record than them. Right, that's just the most realistic scenario because the Pats are probably not going to lose two out of three to Jacksonville, Miami, and Indy. I could see them going 2-1 Who else do they play, though? Who, that's not the rest of their schedule. Yeah, they only they have the bye this week, and then they have they have uh, us. No, yeah, so, they do. We play Tampa, and then we play the Pats again. No, we play Tampa, then Carolina. Are you sure? That yeah, then the Pats. We play the Pats after Christmas, and then Atlanta, and then the Jets, and then the Pats play. Uh, the Pats are on a bye, then they play the Colts, then they play us, then they play Jacksonville, then they play Miami. Oh, okay, okay. So we play the Pats after... So we play have two more games in the Pats again. Yeah, we play Tampa, then Carolina, then the Pats, then Atlanta, then the Jets. Gotcha. But anyway, the thing with this team is... They're they're seven and five right now, sitting at the seven seed, I believe. So they're the last team in the playoffs. I think that's yeah. Unless unless the Steelers win Thursday night, then Steelers would uh, take our spot. I think. Right, and that's the thing. This team, all of their losses are against AFC bubble teams: Steelers, Titans, Patriots. Not not a bubble team anymore, but that's an AFC loss. Colts. Like these are all teams fighting for playoff spots, and then also like when you get into tiebreakers and you never played a team head to head, it comes down to your conference record. And so the Bills, all of their losses are AFC losses. Like the Jaguars, that that loss is crucial because they're in the AFC, so that hurts their conference record. So they're going to lose all of these tiebreakers mm-hmm. against these teams. So they almost need, they almost need to go four and one because I don't think ten and seven gets you in. If you're going to be going like on these head-to-head matchups. You're going to lose out on all these tiebreakers. I I think for what it's worth, I don't know if you care. I think the Bills do make the playoffs still. Um, I don't I don't do the look ahead and see what they have to beat or whatever. I I'm just going to say I think they make the wild card. the 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 division is not looking good. Um, I don't think that's in the picture anymore, as you said. But I think they'll make the playoffs. I the, the thing is. Like, do you, like how, how do you, how do you think they, do you think they go four and one? Do you think they go three and two? Like, are you just yeah. saying like, regardless, they're making the playoffs? No, I mean, obviously if they lose the rest of the games, they're not making the playoffs. I mean, I think they win enough games to get into the playoffs. I do. So do you, like, okay, well, what is that? Do you think they go four and one? Yeah. I mean, they play the, what the Panthers, the, uh, Patriots, the Falcons, they play the, they play the Bucks. Panthers, Patriots, Falcons, Jets. I think they go four and one. 
or th- or th- or three and two maybe. But I think that I think the Bills. I just see the Bills in the playoffs. I it's one of those things where I'm. Not, it's not like a technical thing. It's a gut feeling. It's a gut feeling that I think the Bills still make the playoffs. So that's like what I'm saying. I okay. This team is I, rarely, really, really, like you said, inconsistent, and like you don't really know what they have. But I'm still gonna, still gonna be behind them, and I think they, I think they. What troubles me the most, it's not necessarily the actual team, like the actual makeup of players. It's the things that are coming out after this game that make me second guess my my gut feeling a little bit. Is the fact that we're trying to like the coaches coming out and still saying we're trying to control the line of scrimmage like that whole thing is me questioning them more than like the actual makeup of the team like i think like like it's like you said like the identity thing like it, it, i think the team is fine minus i mean i we need help in the run def like our defense needs help in the to stop the run like that's just a player thing but, and we need to run the football and we need to run the football which by the way i've been saying since like week 2 I have. I'm saying that that was going to come and bite us at some point. Um, but I think that the like the like Josh Allen's a top five. I'm still sticking to my guns. Josh Allen's a top five quarterback, and the NFL is a quarterback league. Put that. That's all you need to hear from me. That's why I think the Bills make the playoffs because this is a quarterback league, and I still believe wholeheartedly in Josh Allen. So that's, well, I guess, my reasoning. Okay. If that's true, then over these last five games. Josh Allen needs to be Josh, the Josh Allen you're talking about. Then we can't have, yes, we can't have a Jaguars performance. We can't have a Colts performance. We can't have last night's Pagers performance. He needs to be the guy. Yes. Right. Yes. So, so that's that. That's what needs to happen. And yeah, I I don't if if that doesn't happen, well, then heads got to roll. I agree, and and I think back to what I was saying, which scares me a little bit, is Dable needs to let that happen. Like this game plan needs to let that happen. So I'm just going with my gut here. I'm I'm believing in Josh still. I think they make the playoffs. Um, I mean I'm supporting this team till I die, obviously, and it's been a rough we uh, rough uh, go since week five. But if you're looking, if you're a trend guy out there, the Bills win this week because they've gone every other game since uh, week five. So if you're a trend guy, I'm trying to say the Bills win. Um, do we want to... Oh, actually, I had a question. What is your... Uh, what's your coping mechanisms to deal with these losses? Because <laughs> because this is a serious question because at the end of the day, like, you you are, you are get so depressed. Like, I know you and, like, I think I take it, like, better than you and, like, I'm looking at you right now. You look dead. But, <laughs> like, what do you do? Because it, it is true. Like, at the end of the day, like being a sports fan is probably the like a big sports supporter might be one of the dumbest things like in the world because if you look at it from a bird's eye view, take things into perspective here. Like, like that shouldn't our, affect me. Our lives are like we're like severely like getting out of rhythm and, and routine and our grooves because some players, you know, some people didn't win a game, right? Like it's a if you look at it, you gotta talk, sometimes take a step back and like, all right, that's okay. We're gonna move forward and we're gonna grind this out. I don't know if you don't handle it very well. Like, what are your coping no. mechanisms? Uh, I don't know. I went to bed at like two in the morning last night. Um, <laughs> like, it just affects me at work. <laughs> like, I woke up today. <laughs> Hopefully your boss isn't listening to this. <laughs> oh, I, I still do my job. It's just like, <laughs> I'm tired at work. And it's like, I have a short fuse for it's it's bad like i i don't know and i look at myself in the mirror sometimes i'm like dude why are you like this and i have and i'm just like i'm physically sick and i'm physically sick sick still this is the other thing i wanted to bring up if i didn't have tickets to this game and if it wasn't in tampa and if i wasn't going with all my buddies and it wasn't kind of like a vacation weekend that like we were gonna go to a bills game that we were planning for months on end they do not deserve this me to be at this game right now. They don't like, this would be a game where I'm watching on my TV. Like this is my mindset. Now I'm just here for a good time. And I have zero <laughs> expectations. The season is over. I'm looking at mock drafts. What if they win? If they win, I'm happy. Great. Is the season still over. Yeah. Oh yeah. This, this, this team is done. This team's cooked. You don't deserve and, to root for them. Then if they make the playoffs, 
Oh, I'm going to root for him. I'm just zero expectations. So I'm not, I've told myself I'm not going to get down on this team anymore because my expectations are done. They're not a good football team. They're not a, they're off caliber football team. As we like to say in Buffalo, as McDermott likes to say, this is not a playoff caliber team. They make the playoffs. It's going to be like when Andy Dalton threw the bomb back in 2017 or whatever. And so it'll be, Oh yeah. Happy. We made the playoffs. So you have no, so you have zero faith. You have zero faith in this. Zero. And I, if we're going to get into predictions, but they do not deserve me to be at this game. So I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to support the bills, but they're lucky that I'm there. That's what I got to say. They're going to, they're lucky. I'm showing up to this game on, on Sunday. All right. I mean, I don't know what kind of fandom that is, but I guess, uh, teach their own. Um, my coping mechanism in which I recommend is watching Ted Lasso. It makes you feel very, very good. I watched some episodes. Maybe of I need Lasso. to do some of that. I watched some episodes of Ted Lasso last night. And it's a fit. Cause I don't, I don't, show. I don't know how you're, you're ready to turn around and watch this team again. Because I'm a fan, man. Cause I love this team. And, and, and the thing is, I we, like, you should be conditioned for this. Like this team's been bad for the past 20 years. I, at the end of the day, I still like, like I'm still a Bills fan at heart. So I'm even even if all the signs are pointing towards, don't trust this team. I'm still gonna have faith and like root for them and hope we make the playoffs so we can like. I'm still like that's why I'm like that's why we started this podcast in the first place is because I'm a fan of the team. So regardless of all the trends and not, and everything going on, like I'm not gonna say like I was like I'm not gonna be like oh they're lucky to have me there. Like I'm I'm a fan of the team. I'm gonna root for them. And I'm gonna you know have fun doing it. So. That's like, I'm not letting it consume me like you are. I mean, that's what I'm, that's what my mindset going into this game. I'm just pissed off that I have to do that because I had Super Bowl expectations. This team was supposed to win a Super Bowl. Things change. Things change, right? You got to change your mindset, change your expectations. I know. I'm not, you know, I'm not good at it though. Like that's like, you talk about coping mechanisms. I, I I guess I need to like watch them Ted Lasso then because it's just, it affects me. It like, it cuts deep at me. And then going to school at UConn is brutal when everybody's a Patriots fan and you're the only Bills fan too. So I just had to take it all day today. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it, and it was like, it was like a throwback to college. Cause that was in college. The Bills sucked. They were, you know, they, they didn't even come close to the division. And it's like last year it was like, Oh, I hope you had your fun last year. Guess who's back. you like, it was just like, I wanted to just chuck my phone across the wall. It's like if if there's any consolation here, I I and maybe I'll be biting my words at the end of the season. I still am not convinced with the Patriots, um, just because of the the way the game, like the Monday. Like I'm not that, either that game Monday night. Like you can, we talked about the Bills, you know, the whole time, and it, like that didn't prove anything to me for the Patriots either. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you can't we'll count see. them out, but you can't. But you you know, their their quarterback. Then throw the ball, right? So the thing with the thing with the we talk about it every year though. The AFC is so bad and it's so inconsistent, right? And so that's why, like you're talking about it, like you got you you can't give up on the Bills. Like I, I sound like an idiot right now because it's like, oh, they're only, you know, a ton of teams are eight and four. We're right there. Playoffs are definitely you could go win a playoff game, and you know who knows what happens. Josh Allen gets hot. The thing, it's just the identity thing I keep coming back to. And, and the, it, regardless of how good the talent is, because I'm convinced, we talk about it all the time, the Bills were the more talented football team last night. That's why they were in a position to win. Like, they had better players, just better. Like, from a talent perspective, they had more talent than the Patriots. But they just don't have, they don't have a, direct, a clear direction and clear identity. The, the Patriots are the only team this year in the AFC that I see a clear identity. The Titans had one. They lost Derrick Henry. The sneaky team that I think does is the Colts, but they have Carson Wentz. And that's the one thing that I'll never be able to trust. The Colts have an identity. They can run the football. They're primed for that cold weather playoff type atmosphere. They have a very underrated defense. Carson Wentz is just a guy that I can't get behind, but at least they have that identity. And I just don't see that from a ton of teams like the Bengals, no identity, Chargers, no identity, uh, Ravens. Like, I don't even know what they are anymore. Uh, Titans without a Derrick Henry, tough to get behind that team. They don't really have that identity anymore. They lost that whole ground and pound mojo. So that that's the only thing that scares me about the Patriots is, again, you're going to call me like, 
a loser for feeling like this, but it's Belichick, what I've been saying for the last six weeks. And it's him getting a football team that I've seen a bajillion times. This, like I said this before, this football team reminds me is that this Patriots football team reminds me of the Ravens Super Bowl winning team that they won with Flacco. Like Mac Jones kind of reminds me of that Flacco. He was not a great quarterback, but he just wouldn't turn the ball over and they had an unbelievable defense and they pound the ball down your throat. So that that's, that's what scares me about the Patriots. <laughs> Having said that, in three weeks, I could see us easily winning in Foxborough in like a game that's not freak weather conditions. Um, again, like we're the better we're the better football team on paper when it comes from a talent perspective. But as far as like where we stand as a football team, we are so far off course. And like you were talking about, that's the the things that are concerning me are are like how we're handling this. It's it's not like this is what we're doing to correct it. It's like, we're saying the same freaking things that we've been saying for the past five weeks that haven't changed anything. And that's why, like when we were watching the saints game together and you're like, can you be happy for a win? It was like, no, cause I'm the saints were playing like down four starters with a backup quarterback. Of course, we're going to win that game easily. But I was seeing the same exact things that we were doing against the Jaguars against uh, the Colts against my the Miami game after a bye. That's another sneaky game that people don't realize how bad we played in. We're a Josh Allen like 10, you know, minute left QB run away from that being a one possession game. Right. And that that was a team that we should have blew out by, you know, 20. It was just it's just so many, so many things with this team that it's just like we have no clear identity. And it's like we we like it's almost like we make things harder on ourselves constantly from the penalties, from the play calling, personnel decisions. It's just nothing's easy with this team this year. It seems like every drive is an absolute grind. And that's just not how I felt last year. It was just like, get me the ball and let's move it. This yeah, year, it's that's, like... Well, that's why That's why it's like so hard to... Maybe, like, maybe that's why, for me, personally, it's so hard to get over because it's the same thing as last year. It's the same... It's not... We didn't change any coaches, right? And so, like... Why, like, why is it different? Like, why is it so much different? And it's not like we had a run game last year. We didn't. But, yeah, like, everything you said there is true. So it's just it's just tough to, to deal with because it's like we know – it's like we've had it once. So, like, we know what it's like. So you don't, you don't know why it's changed so much when we still have essentially the same team. Like, it's the same – it's the same thing. Like, is it, like – is it a thing because, like, fans are in the building now? Like, does that have something to do with it? Is it defenses catching on? Like, I, I, I'm I, literally grasping I mean, it for could answers. Be, it could be defenses catching on. I, I think that's the best explanation is defenses catching on and Dable refusing to to change. Like, that's what happened with the Chiefs. But right? it, the it Chiefs. feels like the offense has changed. Like, it doesn't really, We still run the ball. We still run the ball, like – Every like like we were talking about, like we get down to the red zone, we run the ball on first down, or it's like an obvious no, run, no. I mean, down. it feels like we run the ball more than we did last year. Well, that, well, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm change, saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like we we make things harder on ourselves. That's yes, how I feel I watching this we, game. We, yes, we are making things harder. Like we just have no like shoot it's ourselves like, in the foot. It's like we threw all. It's like we threw away the game plan from last year that got us to the AFC Championship, and it's like we're going to do something that we're not good at and we're going to die by it. Well, okay. So maybe, so maybe I guess that's what you're saying. Like, I don't agree with it, but I guess maybe like what happened to the chiefs, like, like I'm like, again, like I don't can't read a defense dude, but like maybe they Dable, which I don't agree with. I want to make that clear, but maybe Dable seeing something in defense where like a normal football team, just like you take a, you know, Joe's, you know, on one team, on the other team, whatever, a normal football scheme. Like you don't know who's on, like there's no names on the jerseys. If this defense is out there, you are more likely to be successful running the ball. And maybe that's mm-hmm. what Dable's seeing. And like, it's just like for us, like that's not the case, but maybe it's just, he's seeing defenses that are like in a normal football situation. You should run the ball because you know, they have two safeties back and they're playing this defense where, but we just can't do it. Right. But like, maybe that is a difference. I don't know. I I don't know. Like, you know, maybe it's just like in this situation, you should run the ball considering the defense, but like, we're just not good at it. So yeah, I don't know. The one one thing that I will, I have for it, I will say, and I'll be fine with is if the last five games, 
we just come out and we play exactly. Dude, I keep going back to this, and I'm going to sound like a freaking idiot. That preseason game against the Packers and that drive that we put together, that opening drive where it was like, hurry up, didn't even think about taking a snap under center, didn't even think about handing the ball off. It was just bang, 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 just wheeling and dealing, just chucking the ball downfield. If we come out in Tampa on Sunday doing that and we go down, I'll be okay. I will be okay because I know that we go down with Josh Allen. We go down with our best chance to win a football game. Our best chance to win a football game is swinging the football and getting enough stops to to score more than the other team. That's how this team is built, and that's how we won last year. And it's like all of a sudden we get like a our defense is better than last year. I'm I'm willing to say that. Like it's without a doubt, it's better than last year. Even if we can't stop the run, we couldn't stop the run last year. Like people don't, you know, we we don't forget about that, right? Like we had so many problems stopping the run last year, and but our defense is better than it was this this past year. And it's like we just went conservative mode all of a sudden because I felt last year McDermott was he was under the assumptions like this defense is just it's going to bend not break, but we just have to score more because that's how we're going to win football games. And it's like all of a sudden he's like, whoa, we haven't actually a pretty good defense here. Let's let's punt the ball a little bit more. Let's run the ball. Let's run some clock. Yeah. It's like, no, let's stick to what we did. And then all of a sudden we have a better defense as well. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's kind of the vibe I get with this team where it's just frustrating week in and week out when it's like you were talking about it. It's like we've done it. We know what we've done before. And it's just a struggle. And it's like I'm pulling teeth. I'm like, I'm like tugging at my TV cords, like thinking that I'm like, Dave will just throw the football. Like that's all I wanted. I just, all I want to see. And if we go three and out throwing the ball down the field, so be it. But that's our best chance to win a football game. Yeah. And I mean, and just that, and the last thing like, and just get, just get more creative just in general. Like, like it's just, there's no, it's very blah, like the, the play calling. And I don't know. It's like, if you, if, if it's begging you to run the ball or begging you to do something different, like make something up that'll work and not just, it's very black and white. Um, and I also, also read, uh, go ahead. I, I, a hundred percent agree with that. But the other thing too, it's like, get the ball in your playmakers hands. Stefan Diggs, top 10 wide receiver in the league, maybe top five when he's playing at his best. How many games has he played like that? He's popped off in this year. When you look at last year, it's like, get Stefan Diggs the football. Devontae Adams, you look at Devontae Adams, you look at um, DeAndre Hopkins, you look at like a um, Debo Samuel, like all these stud receivers on these teams. The coaches run plays to get these guys the football, regardless of what's going on. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be having these games where Stephon Diggs is getting like four targets a game. Like, what are you paying the guy to do? Throw him the freaking football. Well, and then also, I think you have to figure out what the heck's going on with Gabriel Davis and and his and his old deal because he's looked better the past couple of weeks. But then I read like what I was going to say is I read something where he only played, he didn't play a lot of snaps on Monday night. Like statistically, he wasn't on the field for a lot of the game. And well, Emmanuel, that's like been like that all year. Yeah, and Emmanuel Sanders, which I think we all were like in love with at first, and we realized maybe he's not as good as he like we thought he was. Like he was on the field like the entire game, and then. The fourth down play, like I read this in an article today, like the fourth down play, for whatever reason it was, like Emmanuel Sanders came out out, and Gabriel Davis went on the field for the most critical play of the game. So it's like if that's the most critical play of the game and you put Davis in there and you took Sanders out, then why wasn't Davis playing the entire game? Like that makes no, right? That makes no sense from a personnel decision. If Sanders is your guy that's been out there the entire game, and then the last play of the game where you need a first down, it's a fourth and 14, you put Davis out there and you take him out, then why was he playing the whole game to begin with? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, that doesn't make sense just from a, like, like, I know it's kind of off base, but like, that just doesn't make sense from a personnel decision. If he's going to be out there for the last play of the game, then why isn't he playing more? He's been playing pretty good when he's out there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. So I, I don't know. I think we kind of beat this, beat this pretty dry here. Um, but yeah, I mean, last thing is like, like I said, like Ethan, I will be in Tampa. Like we're going to have fun. Like you said, we're, we're going to go out on there, have a good time and hopefully the bills can win. You know, it is against Brady. So like, you know, the Pats, it's just a brutal back to back. Us. You go Belichick to Brady. Yeah. So, I mean, 
you know, throw everything aside. Like it is a, you know, I'm excited to watch. I, I am excited to see Brady like live as much as like, I hate him and like whatever. I mean, he's still, yeah, like, I've never seen him the, live. He's still the goat. So it's like cool to see that. And the bills versus Brady matchups always cool. It's actually, I have, so it should be fun. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be down there. I don't know. Do, do we want to do predictions for this game or do we want to just sign well, off? I mean, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say the bills are going to lose. I don't care if, uh, I don't know if that's putting bad mojo. The bills are only I'm trying to manifest. Underdogs. You got I'm trying to put good energy out there. I'm going to stick to it. So I'll say the bills win strictly on the trend. I'm a trend guy right now. I'm doing, I'm pulling out all the strings to make it. Like, well, I mean, if we, if we want to talk about this game at all, like it's a horrible matchup. I mean, well, Fortnite gonna, is having a very, very good year this year. I know that Fortnite, you talk about Fortnite, you look at their receivers, like Dane Jackson guarding a Mike Evans or a Godwin smell ya. And you know, Brady, Brady is, he's not Mac Jones, man. This guy is going to pick a part the secondary and I target. The, I think the thing I'm most, well, not maybe not the most worried about, but if you look at Tampa, they're significant. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. When they play at home, they're not good on the road, but when they're playing at home, like it's, it's honestly crazy. Like we talk about the inconsistency of the bills, like it's night and day when the bucks play on the road versus at home. And obviously they're playing at home this week. They're very, very good at home. And it's like one of those weird stat things where it's like significantly better at home. So that's like very scary. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't even know at this point. Cause like in my messed up brain, I'm like, I think we're better away from home now. Well, yeah, and that weather for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't really want to talk about the dome talk. I know that was a very like hot topic after this game. Also, it was like the Buffalo should get a dome or whatever. But I don't know. Maybe we save that for a different episode. But I, all right, I guess Tampa predictions. I'll say the Bills win. Um, I say they, you know, if they're gonna win, it's probably gonna be a high scoring game, just because, like you said, Tom Brady's probably gonna pick us apart a little bit. We're gonna give up some points. But, you know, if the Bills offense is, has one of those days where it's an up day and not a down day, we can also score points. So I'll say 31 to 28, the Bills win, just because I need to put that energy out there. And the trend says we win because we've been switching on and off since week five. All right. Yeah, I'm going to hold off on a prediction, but I'm going to have a good time. <laughs> oh, so you're just, you're just holding on. You're, you're holding I don't want to put it out in the air. I'm not going to predict the Bills to win because I right. don't believe in it, good. and then, I don't want to no say prediction. Then, then, then no, no prediction. prediction for me. I'm going to have a good time at the game. All right. All right. Well, there we go. That's episode 114 of One Before I Die. Again, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're uh, that was. I mean, that was a long one right there. We, you know, we don't need to get into the Sabers. I, you know, maybe at, at some point we'll do like a Saber specific episode or something, just because I feel like we haven't really talked about them a whole ton lately. Even though you know, there's not much to talk about. Um, they did play last night, as you guys are listening to this, and they lost two nothing to Anaheim Ducks. Like so, that like last thing is like while this whole Bills debacle is going down, like the Sabers turned into a live meme because I don't think you were able to watch the game, but like Trevor Zegers had an unbelievable assist to uh, Sonny Milano, like literally like a Michigan esque assist like you'll have to go back like Michigan play you know the Michigan play I can't watch that right now where you pick up the puck behind the net he did that and it flipped in front of the net Milano baseball bat into that so like the Sabres are turning into a meme as the Bills are also just like in the dumps which is just tough so there's your little Sabres talk for the episode um but we're gonna sign off here Buffalo is healing (laughs) yeah like it was like I didn't even care about that like watching the Sabres game I obviously wanted them to win but like I was like still in my feels from the Pats game that I didn't even like. I was like, wow. I was, I was, I was honestly happy that I had this dinner tonight because no condition to watch the Sabres after that, after last night. Yeah. I wasn't even watching it as like, a, I was just, I just like had it on just because like, that was that like having a scheduling a Sabres game after a loss like that is like just ru- like pouring rubbing alcohol in an open wound. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll circle back to the Sabres a different time when we're feeling a little bit better. But that'll do it for this episode. Go Bills, go Sabres as always. Hopefully we can catch a dub down in Tampa. And we'll see you guys next week. So have a good one, folks. Hello there. The angel from my nightmare. The shadow in the background of the moor. The unsuspecting victim. Of darkness in the valley We can live like Jack and Sally If we want Where you can always find me And we'll have Halloween 
Christmas And in the night we'll wish this never ends We'll wish this never ends Don't waste your time on me, you're all 